right here, right now. Welcome to the podcast with your hosts, Katie and Bonnie. Get ready to share a laugh and be amused. It's time to tell our stories right here, right now. Happy Wednesday, Katie. Happy March, Monica. How's it going today? It's going pretty well. We've got the sunshine on our shoulders finally. Yes, we do. It's been a little chilly at night, but the sun's coming out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like we talk about weather a lot. Well, it's like, <laughs> it's the first thing that old men talk about when they sit on the bench together. Maybe look not out, just old men, maybe old ladies too. Look out of the window. What do you see, listeners? Yeah, <laughs> look out of your window. What they're looking at. Yeah, what's going We're on? We're in Texas, so it's kind of varietous in our weather front. Yeah. Which is why it's helpful for in the shifting of seasons to like find some baseline, a little something that is the same all the time so Mm. that all this weather chaos doesn't pull us down and up and Mm -hmm. shift our mood as much. Yeah. I was working on some information to share with my yoga students at our March yoga workshop, which will also be featured on our website soon, handcraftyoga.com. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about that. And our theme is playing on our tendencies and our habits, the patterns we create, and the ways that those can affect our, well, in a yoga context, on our yoga mat, our bodies, the things we're doing uh, all the time with our bodies, are they... Are we doing them mechanically correct? Are we doing them in good alignment? Are they actually serving us or are they creating issues? A disservice. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, those things we do all the time some in class or whatever, or even if you take it off the mat, the things you do all the time. Oh, are we accidentally going to say the way we do one, one thing? thing is the way we do everything? That thoughts become words and words become actions and actions become habits and habits become us. Yeah, we're we're going back there right now. We're still pulling that thread because mm-hmm. there's a lot to unpack and we keep talking about it. So we figure why not share that exploration? Yeah, so we've explored a lot about the thought part of that, about kind of shifting your own interpersonal thoughts. And we really wanted to kind of talk about a couple of <clears throat> the next few phases of that is a habit, a habit phase. And... Yeah, when I was studying stuff to pull for the workshop, I came across a really neat quote that kind of shifted the normal connotation of a habit being good or bad or whatever. And it said, get into the habit of asking yourself, does this support the life I'm trying to create? Yes, I love that because I feel like so often when we're going about our daily lives throughout all the things that we do on a regular basis without even thinking about it, those little things, those little routines we get into can really impact how we're living today and how we're living our lives. Mm -hmm. And we need to be mindful of the direction we want our life to go in. Mm -hmm. Those little things. In a yoga context, when you're trying to balance, we always start with the foot and the way that the direction of the toe is facing. And it feels so small you know it's so insignificant feeling when you cue it okay now look down to your foot make sure your toes are pointing in the same direction but if your toes i.e your thoughts aren't pointing in the right direction that's your foundation yep and what do you think is gonna balance out of an imperfect well not imperfect because we're all imperfect (laughs) but an unstable foundation right we really need to focus on that grounding element and our 
our routine and our habits can be so elemental in the way that we move forward mm-hmm. with our with our day and with our lives. They can also have the power to be destruct- destructive, those crazy habits of ours. Mm-hmm. Or to be totally supportive mm-hmm. and creative and awesome and joyful and fun. Yep, yep. And so. just like any habit, the more you do or anything, the more you do it, the more easily it comes to you, the more habitual it is, and it just ingrains into your character. So we must be discerning when we develop these grooves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that your quote there, get into the habit of asking yourself, does this support the life I'm trying to create? It really does tie into both the thoughts and the habits because just, you know, it, it does make sense that habits are created by the thoughts and we need to be constantly asking ourselves, is this serving me right now? Is mm-hmm. this, is this the life that I want to create? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of habits out there, and we could unpack all of them, good and bad. One little thing I've been playing with the last few weeks is the habit I have of apologizing. And I believe I read somewhere, in all the reading I do in my life, um, the, the thought process or the correction of the habit of apologizing, and rather than saying I'm sorry, to say thank you. And the example that I heard uh, was... When you're showing up late somewhere and you're saying, oh, I'm so sorry I'm late. And how does that make the other person feel? How does that make you feel? But if you could reframe that to say, thank you so much for waiting on me or thank you so much for your patience. And just that simple change of I'm sorry I'm late versus thank you for waiting on me really shifts the whole interaction between you, the way you feel about yourself, the way the other person feels about you. And it really can change that whole situation to be more positive. Yeah. And in thinking about that the last few weeks, I bet it was maybe a week or two that that kind of got brought up and Monica and I had kind of discussed that. Um, and we had kind of come up with, we're so in our culture, you know, you see the hashtag, sorry, not sorry. And um, I really <laughs> love changing that to what if it was, thank you, not sorry. Like, I'm actually not sorry about that. And so often I find myself apologizing for things that I am not sorry for. I am apologizing for bumping into somebody at the grocery store when it necessarily wasn't necessarily my fault. I'm apologizing for situations I had nothing to do with. I'm saying I'm sorry in the kitchen when I've asked mm-hmm. my husband to step in and help me out with some dishes. And sorry to ask you to do that. Like, no, I'm not actually sorry. I'm grateful that you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it really assists in that whole um, building a team framework rather than we're combating this separately, either with a coworker or your husband or whoever your person is that you're interacting with can make make your exchange more positive. Yeah, it really can. And it can um, it shifts. And I've even found myself doing this. I've been about to say I'm sorry, instead say thank you or in some situations not saying anything. And it really does uh, turn a key in the way I'm feeling about myself. And I, I think also in the way that the person that I was going to apologize for feels in that situation. It's been really cool. And so you're shifting and getting into the habit of asking yourself, does this apology or does this gratitude support the life I'm trying to create? Mm-hmm. Am I grateful for the support that I receive or am I constantly apologetic for needing support at all? And for apologetic for things that I really I'm not sorry about. Right. There could be a there's a whole spectrum of possibility. We were thinking there's even times when you wouldn't need to say anything. 
There's not mm-hmm. really need for gratitude nor apology. Maybe just a nice smile. Mm-hmm. Eye contact. Can yeah. Body language can say a whole lot often. And just getting out of that constant habit of accepting blame for something that is not your fault. And so that translates to our creative processes because so often when we produce something that we're not 100% stoked about and want to show off to the entire world, that ripples into us being not a good enough artist, not a good enough writer, not a good enough human Mm -hmm. for whatever that is today. Person, friend, spouse, daughter, mother, whatever that is for you, dog mom, (laughs) whatever that is, um, to just kind of give yourself some credit that you're doing a great job and you don't have to always be sorry. Mm -hmm. And that you have the power to shift your approach to any interaction in a more positive way that frames the situation to be more constructive And so thinking in how can we frame this thought processes towards habits, towards our deeds in the world, what does this have to do with our creative writing process? Mm -hmm. What does this have to do with our thinking outside the box? And so unwrapping our constraints of how we think we write, how we think we are supposed to tell a story, how we think it's supposed to sound, feel, or look. Breaking down those structures of judgment mm-hmm. and giving ourselves permission to just show up, just yes. to show up, be ourselves, be authentic, and uh, just allow for whatever creative process comes out of it. It doesn't have to be good. doesn't have to be bad. I think that's the whole point of this podcast is using a 10-minute writing exercise as a form of meditation as not apologizing for what you've written, even if it's not the best. I know last week, uh, was that last week that I wrote a story that I was not so stoked on? Mm-hmm. Um, yep, yep. And, and it was actually really wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought so. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, totally. It was. It was. It would uh, be great. <laughs> it was great. Um, but yeah, just kind of bring and it in. it still is. You could still move it into more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So looking at your uh, story time, and we've heard some feedback from our friends and peeps in the world that um and we know as we listen to podcasts a lot of the time as we're listening it's either in the car or doing the dishes cleaning the house you know we're in the process of something else Mm -hmm. while we're tuning in yes and so the catch with this podcast we want you to listen whenever you have time of course but we're hearing that you may not have time to participate in the writing part which is fine. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Which, which is really, which is really um, understandable because thinking about when I listen to podcasts, it's not when I'm just like lounging on the couch, hanging around with a pen and a piece of paper in my hand. But we do feel like the 10 minute writing exercise to us is kind of a form of meditation. It's a way to just kind of let go. It's like when you step on, if you're a yoga practice practitioner, When you step on your yoga mat, you're giving yourself time and space to be there and to kind of just allow what happens on the mat to transfer into life. And we're kind of doing that with our writing exercise to allow what happens with our pen and pad to transfer into life, to give yourself a 10 minute judgment free zone to creatively express a silly story that can really have a positive outcome. 
Because what it's training us to do is that this writer's toolbox that we're using is throwing curveballs at you, at us. We don't know what's coming out of this box, yet our goal is to creatively and without judgment build something out of those things that were complete curveballs, no idea what's coming, the overwhelm could come in, the sense of judgment and comparison could come in, but we're taking time to ignore those sensations because they happen the rest of the day (laughs) and we listen to them a lot more as we should because we're discerning surviving adults maybe (laughs) it's hard to say uh so give yourself 10 minutes to un untrap and that way when life does throw you some crazy curveballs you can more likely to bounce back to approach with a creative solution-minded process mm-hmm. and with and with some grace that you will be able to to take all those different things whatever life's throwing at you good bad and different and move forward with uh, a whole spirit mm-hmm. and a whole heart and knit them into your beautiful tapestry with all that chaos and colorful wonder mm-hmm And so try to access this even in your head. Like, so maybe you're um, listening along and you are inspired by the prompts and maybe you don't have a pen and pad, but you're in the car or doing whatever. Maybe you should still pause it and tell yourself a little story in your head for a second to where you can be entertained by yourself. We're so constantly needing entertainment from other people and of Mm -hmm. course you're listening to a podcast that's hashtag entertainment that's literally what it links us to because of soundcloud anyway uh we are entertainment but part of our goal is that we inspire each other and ourselves to learn to be entertained by ourselves by ourselves (laughs) to be be creative be your own friend don't require the um the constant influx of everyone else's energy yeah and to create some of your own and um i don't know if you guys listened to an episode a couple episodes back monica's husband luke got on and he told us a story he didn't have a pen he didn't have a paper he just literally spoke the story out loud so if you're in your car you know and if you're wanting to play along um and you don't have your pen and pad and then time we totally get that but just to pause us and and tell your story out loud to yourself. And it might sound ridiculous. You might be like, these ladies are crazy. Um, again, finding, and in the yoga mat too, we've been using that um, metaphor a lot this episode, but on our yoga mat, we're not forcing ourselves into a posture. We're trying to create space within our bodies. So we'll use props, blocks to help us reach the floor, mm-hmm. straps to help us create space and to find uh, peace within our own bodies. So translating that now to your creative process is finding peace however you can find a piece of creativity whether it's spoken or written or acted out or closed with close your eyes and imagine a movie whatever it is but try to unplug from the typical source of entertainment and uh, create your own for a moment or two which is what we're about to do right here right now we are going to pull out some prompts from our writer's toolbox and we're going to give ourselves three minutes of writing time between each prompt uh we're gonna write this story totally spontaneously unedited off the cuff Right. One other I want I'm interrupting you. Sorry, Katie, because I want to say that we've also received some feedback that has mentioned perhaps we 
are editing our stories before <laughs> sharing them. Question mark? Which I can't, uh, it's just absurd to me to think that we would have any of the resources <laughs> to do that. Time, care, energy. Um, the lies. The lies we're weaving. <laughs> so we just want to disclaim that this is completely off legit. the cuff. Yeah. So we've never heard them. We're getting these prompts out of a box and we're going for three minutes and coming back on and writing some more. Yeah. So if you wanted to play along, you could go ahead and get your pen and pad and timer ready and get ready to pause us after we tell you our first prompt. We're going to use the sticks out of the writer's toolbox, which incorporates three prompts. There's a first sentence a non sequitur, and a last straw. So we'll give you um, three prompts with three-minute breaks in between as we write. And uh, here we go. So our first sentence. There I was, just standing there, when what I wanted to do was forbidden. Ooh. For our non sequitur, the curveball of our story. As if they weren't all curveballs. Yeah. Uh... She was standing behind the counter, giving him this root beer float kind of smile. Well, that sounds sweet. Okay. Now we've got our last straw. The hole in his sock. (laughs) Bring that in. Incorporate it. Just wrap it all up with the hole in his sock. Got it. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for letting me write that story. Yeah, I'm going to need to say thank you for letting me share my story. It's very interesting. I don't know about this one. Those were fun hints, though. They were. I wonder what your stories you told yourselves looked like. Yeah. Okay. There I was, just standing there, when what I wanted to do was forbidden. I mean, I get it. If everyone took a piece off, there'd soon be nothing left to admire as I appreciated all the hard work that had gone into each life-size panel, this carefully crafted gingerbread house was emitting the sweetest and most tempting aroma. The plaque had said it took over 450 pounds of frosting to adhere the whole thing together. And then there was the giant candy decor. Mm. She was standing behind the counter, giving me this root beer float kind of smile. I had also been watching her work, or play, as it seemed. She melted, dipped, mixed, Mm. spun, and floated through her candy factory. Her smile was so sweet, but with a hint of crazy, the perfect combination. I mean, really, the woman constructed a tiny home out of gingerbread, so right off the bat, we know about her decision-making skills. (laughs) I just couldn't stop staring at that gingerbread house. There was a sign by the front door that said, If you want the best ride, it's best to come inside. But please take off your shoes and then enjoy the views. (laughs) I was about to take my shoes off excitedly when I realized the hole in my sock. I'd be too embarrassed. I couldn't let her see my tattered heel and big toe. Why am I at this candy store anyway? Time to get some new socks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was great. I really could imagine that house. I would probably have forbidden, forbiddenly taken a snack. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's 450 pounds of icing. It seemed like you could have spared a just, just little lick. Why not? 
That was fun. I like the twist. So did she go buy socks and then return, you think? We don't know. We don't know. We have to find out. Yeah. In your imagination. What happens next? Okay. Here's my take on our prompts. There I was, just standing there, when what I wanted to do was forbidden. I knew stealing was illegal. The dog was chained, tied to a tree. I walked by the tall chain-length fence every day on my way to and from school. Doug was a big, fluffy dog, brown, with a large white spot on his back. He'd been my neighbor for five years. I knew I could give him a better life. His owner was Stephen, a kind of young guy who worked at the local pub, and he'd worked long hours. He was never home, never played fetch or snuggled with Doug. It was so unfair. I had to do something. I decided I couldn't steal the dog, so I went to the pub to ask Stephen myself if I could have Doug. I went in and saw Stephen. He was talking to a pretty woman behind the bar. She was standing behind the counter, giving him this, his, <clears throat> giving him this root beer float kind of smile. He seemed to light up at it, so I decided that was the best way to approach the situation, with a huge smile. I walked up to the bar and said, with my best, biggest grin, and said to him with all the courage I could muster, Stephen, I'd like to take Doug. He is sad. I see it in his eyes. He needs more playtime, and I'm sure he'd love my yard. Can I have your dog, please? Stephen teared up. I wasn't expecting that. He told me he'd had a dream that dog that Doug went missing and that he'd known his schedule was just too busy for Doug right now. He told me if I could come back after the end of his shift tonight, then I could have Doug. Then he said, with a tear in his eye, that he'd give me Doug's favorite toy, his old ratty sock with a hole in it to remember him by. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was such a great story. Thank you for uh, letting me share that with you. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. And you're so good at, I don't know if you do it on purpose, but you wrap in what we were talking about. And like he approached it with this more grateful thing than apologetic about, you know, like that was just so cool. I don't know you if I did that in. consciously. I don't think I, don't you think do, I did. Which is the best part. That's so cool. Yeah. So oh, sweet. I got Doug. That Yay. was fun. Yay. Yay. Great job, Katie. Doug the dog. <laughs> Doug. That's cute. Just uh, like dog. Love it. With a U in it. Perfect. Well, this has been fun. This has been fun. And uh, we hope that you can incorporate some of what we've talked about today into your lives. Next time you're going to say sorry, stick a thank you in there. See how that works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See how that changes the dynamic. Next time you're questioning whether you should try it or maybe risk it or ride it. <laughs> Maybe you should try it. Yeah, go for it. Try it out. Sprinkle a little creativity in your day. That's right. If you have any suggestions for future prompts or you did want to share a story, please email us at ktandmoni at gmail.com. And don't forget, if you've enjoyed listening to us, to uh, rate us, review us, and tell your friends about us. Mm -hmm. Share the love right here, right now. Bye. Bye.